What's up, podcast listeners? It's Andy. It's Drew. It's producer Robin. She is back. We are back. It's August 2023, and we are here for the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Yes! Welcome, friends. This is kind of a family show. We're we're a little family here. The What's Up Castleberry dream team is what our text thread is called. Drew's this strange uncle in the family, (laughs) Robin, would you say? Mm Mm-hmm. And what are you? Uh, I'm the... Grandpa? No, I'm the... I was going to say the handsome matriarch, but I mean... (laughs) Matriarch's a mother. That's okay. Uh, Patriarch. Patriarchy. What was I thinking? You're just in tune with your feminist. Wow. That's embarrassing. I don't think you're going to cut that either. (laughs) Well, listener, in case you are unsure of what this little family is about, we are. We are local. It's been a long day of recording. It has. My brain is scrambled. It's been an hour and a half, but okay. We're we're the. uh, You're not helping me, Robin. I'm trying to recover from this. Let Drew say what he wants to say. Listen, we are important. We are known in this community to some degree. Uh, Now, we're residents in Castleberry, Florida. Uh, we love Castleberry, and we talk about all things Castleberry and just the greater Seminole County area as well. We love to produce good content for your listening ears and enjoyment, and we hope that you'll enjoy today's conversation. We have a fantastic guest. I'm really pumped about our time with him in, in a couple minutes. But before we get there, I uh, just want to check in. How's everybody doing? I uh, I felt like just as a part of the check-in, I wanted to share that I went to one of Robin. You and I have talked about this. You you like to roller skate, yes. correct? Yeah. Oh, Robin's so, a big roller skater. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Uh, Cimarron Skateway, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've you've been to been to several times. Uh, our church did a little fun skate night there, mm-hmm. and uh, my son skated for the first time. I don't it see was, any uh, broken limbs or anything. Well, not on me. Our one of our church staff actually did break a wrist oh, really? <laughs> and Aww. had to get surgery. Oh no! But I, that, oh, no. ironically, it was actually not on the skating rink. Uh, she the night was going well. Everybody was having a good time, having safe family fun. She went into the office to pick up basically the like receipts for the payment of, of the evening, talk to the manager and like why standing in the office. She was still in her skates and slipped and fell and broke her wrist. Oh my goodness. Two places. So she had that surgery. That's why we all sign waivers she, before we go through yeah, the doors. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But my son, it's cute. He calls skating skiing because I've talked about skiing before. So he asks me all the time, daddy, can we go skiing again? And I just have, buddy, there's, there's no snow. It's, mm-hmm. it's Florida. It's what he means. I am not very balanced at either of those two sports. Are you a skier, Robin? I have never been. I've never been skiing. Mm-hmm. I do. I like to ski. I like, I've snow skied. I've been a few times. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to take me skiing, I'm, there you go. I'm fine with that. All right. Let's rather <laughs> give out your cell phone number. <laughs> and uh, any ski hosts can take you as a ski. little ski yeah. bunny. Yeah, you know, during your show notes, you said, do we have any memories from Summer Skateway? And yeah. I've been there a number of times over the years. But the thing that hits me is every skate rink that I have been to in my life, and again, I've lived in two different countries, smells the same. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that sweaty middle-aged boy slash stale popcorn smell. Mm-hmm. And, and again, when I describe it, it sounds horrible, but when you walk into it... It's a comfort. Yeah, there's something familiar and warm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, you know, building on that, I wonder if there's a need to develop a kind of cologne <laughs> like skate rink cologne or something so you wear it and you feel comfortable 
Robin? I think the magic, you have to have all the elements. You have to have the weird carpet, yep. the weird, the lights, the, lights, yeah. the DJ playing songs mm-hmm. from 10 years ago. 10 years ago. It's all 80s music, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, right. yeah. It, it's, you know, it depends on the night. It, okay. it, they never seem to play current music, which is fine. Well, current music. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> is it really music? Subjective. I say as the, uh, as the matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect setup. Uh, we, <laughs> all right. We're not calling them dad jokes today. <laughs> yep. Today, they're the, uh, the patriarch the jokes. Patriot. Family jokes. Family joke segment. Here we go. Are you ready for the family dad jokes of the week? Here we go. Uh, our, our special guest is in the field of law, and so I uh, felt like I pulled together just a couple of jokes that are law-related. Um, by the way, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, Google lawyer <laughs> jokes and uh, <laughs> actually don't google that there's some that are wildly inappropriate but here are two that are family friendly because we are a family family friendly program uh, right. can we just say Robin mm-hmm. Drew just confessed on air that he gets his joke from google <laughs> and you said nothing uh, but uh, but I do research it yeah he researches okay, so I build a relationship make a friend exchange warm texts checking in on the comfort and well-being of each other to receive jokes and I get called out on that when Drew just Googles okay well, you're right you're right we'll have to put it on social you're media right. whose jokes are better right. whose joke style is better you were right you played the long game and I didn't appreciate it there we go thank you okay. I'm glad that you recorded that <laughs> because I'm going to put that on a loop and play it to myself <laughs> that was as close to getting you a are right wrong. you are right you are right it's just healing to me Robin <laughs> All right, you'll get him back, Robin. No problem. All right, here we go. Your patriarch joke. Yes. Alligators make good lawyers. Yeah, they do. Alligators make good lawyers. Just as an aside, my son loves Lyle Crocodile, that that, that movie. Anyway, alligators make good lawyers because they're efficient litigators. That's a a lawyer term. Yeah, Yeah, we know what litigator means, but you had to say it slowly. Litigator. Do not criticize his delivery. Number two, number two. (laughs) I wasn't. I was just trying to help people get the joke. (laughs) Because we know that Drew needs a little help. He can get with his right. jokes. That's right. All right, here we go. I like, I like this one. Robin's uh, giving me the look. You can't see it. This is, this is not gender specific. It could be a man, could be a, a could woman. Could be a matriarch. I have, it could be a matriarch. But I, a matriarch. A matriarch just as a patriarch. Sued a hotel for losing her luggage. Yeah, she sued the hotel for losing oh. her luggage. Unfortunately for her, she lost the case. No. Double losing, lost. Yeah, there you go. All right, Andy, hold it together. Andy's using his dad jokes book. He got a couple episodes back, and there's a very dry, dry jokes here. There is. This is the sophisticated Patreon jokes. Here we go. My friends stole one of my board games. You know what I did? I took one of theirs in revenge. They took a risk, and now they don't have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of ways. I was was thinking sorry was going to be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. My son asked me uh, why I was washing the dishes while I was sitting down. Why? Do you know why I do that? Because I can't stand doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. (laughs) Did you know that bees are actually allergic to pollen? No. You know what happens? What? They break out in hives. Ah! 
Uh, one more. One more, okay. Uh, you know, Drew, that one of the things we encourage in this podcast is that entrepreneurial mm. spirit and people stepping out and Definitely. doing bold things. Well, I'm thinking of starting my own all-natural fertilizer company. <laughs> okay. It oh, makes yeah. me a entree manure. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a Thank you, Robin, oh, for the laugh right. track on that. There we go. The oh no wasn't appreciated. <laughs> there you have it, the dad jokes of the week. Well, transitioning now to some Castleberry in the news. Uh, there's there's a lot going on. It's it's middle, end of August as of this recording, and, and school's back in session. There's uh, just kind of fall. It feels you know very seasonal, like there's fall events, things that are exciting and happening. Uh, but within the city, uh, we have noted uh, the ongoing transformation of the plaza on the, kind of the intersection of 1792 and 436. You might recall that used to be the Staples Plaza would be the highlighted kind of recognition. That, that was bought out and is becoming a, a BJ's kind of wholesale uh, shop and BJ's very large. So uh, Andy, give us kind of an update on what's uh, going on, not just with that specific business, but also within the greater um, businesses around that plaza. Yeah, personally, I'm really excited that uh, the wholesale store is coming. Ever since Sam's went out of business, uh, we've always had to travel a little bit further to get Let's a discount. Let's clarify, they did not go out of business, they just closed that location. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Yes. Uh, we've got a lawyer with us today. Let's so not for start clarification, rumors. <laughs> Sam's are still in business. Walmart are not closing stores, <laughs> yeah, but they closed that location. And, you know, I, I do like a good wholesale store to save some money on regular household goods. Does that sound like a commercial? <laughs> so I was excited that BJ's was coming in, and they're going to bring a gas station. They're going to have a liquor store that's part of it, too, and they're repurposing several of the spaces there. Robin, you said there's a 7-Eleven there that's now out of business that you used yeah, to love? my favorite 7-Eleven. Okay, have you found a new favorite? No. Okay, well, I'm sure they can help you. <laughs> no, it's do not that. the same. Um, but BJ's is bringing in her own gas station um, there as well. And so it's well-meaning, it's exciting. I think it's going to be a win for the city, but I've been at some commission meetings recently as they're pushing through some of the planning uh, and zoning um permits and things like that. And at the last meeting, there was a number of folks there who were concerned that some of the smaller businesses have been displaced for the big business, mm -hmm. um, specifically the liquor store that meets there that is apparently very popular for uh, lots of folks in Castleberry. And so I'm excited about the progress, but at the same time, it's always sad when some local businesses, which I really believe are the heart of our communities, uh, have to find a new location as well. I understand that the liquor store is in the process of finding a new location. They've maybe uh, found one in the plaza right next to it, yeah. um, you know, where the pottery barn is and, mm. yep. and those kind of things. Old-time pottery. Old-time yeah. pottery. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of highlights the tension. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right, that we live in in America with this big box um, companies and the locally run thing. Drew, do you have any thoughts on on that tension? Yeah, I think that's the appropriate word. And uh, I, you know that the thing about Castleberry that's unique is is really there's it feels like we're still growing and developing. And there's um, we talked about the space by Lake Concord Park that uh, there's business opportunities there. Um, even though we're we're kind of landlocked. Uh, there are several places for new businesses to come in, and as 
the city continues to hopefully elevate itself through uh, the various conversations we've had, transportation, um, walkability, the, the neighborhoods, the schools, et cetera, et cetera, the safety, um, all of these things then elevate and then drive the desire to have kind of top rated businesses be in our community. So I, I, I love the, the functionality of a, of a wholesale store like a BJ's, but at the same time, yeah, I think there's room for both. I think there is room and space for um, some of the quote unquote mom and pop shops. And we're excited to see a nice blend there in our community. Very good. So hopefully in the new year, we'll see a, a BJ's moving in there. And we do wish all the small businesses in that area uh, the best of luck as they find new locations. Listener, we'll be back in just a moment with a very special guest. Yeah. <laughs> Slow pause. All right. <laughs> all right. Who's the Delilah? I am the matriarch. <laughs> Are you looking to be part of something bigger? A community that fosters growth, prosperity, and support? Look no further than the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce. Since 2003, we have been dedicated to promoting the prosperity of the greater Castleberry community. But we don't stop there. We are proud supporters of local entrepreneurs, offering scholarships to high school graduates, making donations to food pantries, art programs, local schools, and more. We are not just another division of a larger organization or run by big businesses. In fact, 85% of our membership is comprised of small businesses with 35 employees or fewer. As a member, you'll have access to numerous networking functions and opportunities for personal and professional development. From monthly business luncheon with inspiring speakers to women networking luncheons, ribbon cuttings, and business after hours, we have something for everyone. And check out our annual events, including golf and kickball tournaments and food and wine festival. There's always something exciting happening at the Castleberry Chamber. Join us today and become part of the Castleberry Chamber family. Together, let's make the greater Castleberry community an even better place to live, work, and play. We are here to create value for our members and help your business thrive. Visit castleberrychamber.com for more information. Welcome back to the show, listeners. This is our favorite part where we introduce you to a special guest who is doing some special things in our county. Today, we have with us Paul Carland. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Really happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Let me give you official introduction before we kind of ask some fun questions to get to know both sides of you. So, listener Paul serves as general counsel, providing legal opinions and advice and guides the Seminole State community in developing, refining, reviewing, and recommending college policies and procedures. There's a lot of R words there. Yes. Was that written by a preacher or something? Uh, a lawyer. <laughs> a lawyer, thing, probably. Yeah, just about, yeah. Same thing. We'll take that association, I think, yeah. right, Drew? Yeah, there's rules. <laughs> you got to follow the rules. In fact, we're like a bad joke. Two there's preachers a and a lawyer walked into a yes. podcast studio. <laughs> What's the punchline to that? We you are. stole my line. I was going to say say that. Ah. Paul also leads the college's legal affairs team. Paul, we're thrilled that you're here today. Some icebreaker questions. Well, it's, uh, Paul, it's, it, it's kind of rainy out, but I'm always in the mood to eat. And so it's, you know, it's going to be dinner time here soon. <laughs> Throw you out here with you and your wife, Jean, when you go out to dinner, what's your go-to spot in Seminole County? What's your favorite eating locale? Yeah, I don't know that I have a quick answer for favorite dinner location, but I will say since we moved to this area, our favorite place for dessert is to go to Jeremiah's. Oh, so, nice. I mean, we're a big Jeremiah's household. That's right. That's our go-to. 
As are many, many homes and households. <laughs> Listen, that, that, that's a meal. That can definitely be there. You go. Sometimes there you that, go. that could be a meal. Uh, Follow up question. Mm-hmm. Favorite ice cream at Jeremiah's? Oh yeah, so I'm definitely the uh, orange crush guy. So I you look to, like an orange crush guy. Definitely <laughs> Florida guy. You know, it's I wore it's orange. Florida. Florida. You know, just for oh nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember those little. Remember those little push-up pops when we were little that were orange flavored. Yeah. It tastes like those. So yeah, orange crush. Like a sherbet. Yeah. Kind of feel like, yeah. yeah. I remember nice. those. So Paul, Drew and I are pastors, and uh, when people don't know what to say to pastors, they say, what's your favorite Bible verse? And, you know, we'll give an answer or not. Does the same thing happen in the legal world? So if I said to you, <laughs> what's your favorite law? <laughs> What would you say? That's such a broad question. Yeah, right? Yeah, that... Well, it's kind of the same as the it. scripture question, right? It's true. It's true. It's true. You could literally make up something right now. We, uh, we would just nod along. Yeah, I could, I could throw out some, you know, statutory references um, and get away with not answering that question either, actually. But well, I think what I would say, again, kind of answering what I think I can answer, is what I appreciate the most out of the law, I think, is the concept of separation of powers. I think it's important to our democracy and how all of the system works that there are checks and balances, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say also along with kind of the work I do in addition to being general counsel as I appreciate the form of government or the form of government I most appreciate would be local government. Okay. You know, city, counties, the school board, our very own board of trustees that runs the college because I think, you know, the legal apparatus that's closest to the people is most effective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, they know the community, they know the folks, they know the issues, more opportunity to interact and solve, problem solve with the people. So. I love that. Was it Tip O'Neill who said that all politics is local and there's a sense in which all law makes sense when the rubber hits the road when it becomes local? Yeah, maybe, sure. maybe to lean into that question, this is not on our notes, Paul, but just I love how you framed it in terms of, so give us just a brief summation of, of kind of Andy gave the, the resume sentence but just in layman's terms kind of what, what you do for Seminole State and kind of how does basically my question is why would Seminole State need a lawyer? Like what is kind of the, the purpose within kind of the, the local government system? Why, why are you necessary? Well Why are you necessary? No, okay, that sounds why, why do I have a job? Yeah, I think, you know, public education in the state of Florida and in every state is highly regulated, right? There's quite a bit of requirements dictated by general law, by agency rules like the Department of Education. And so a lot of my role is helping um, the college community to interpret those laws and requirements and regulations, helping them to make plans for implementing those things. Part of that implementation process is developing our own internal policies and procedures. You referred to that earlier. That is kind of our roadmap for how we implement law and generally how we implement you know, our programs and what we do and how we provide services to students. So that's one of the major pieces, but also, you know, public institutions like the school district, the com uh, community college, Seminole State, even a university like UCF, you know, they really are like small municipalities. You know, we have large and diverse facilities that have to be maintained. Um, we engage in sometimes simple to very complex contractual relationships with vendors to help provide services. Um, again, the regulatory scheme has to be maintained. And so all of those things that come into play as well, you know, if you were working on a house renovation, you would have major agreements in place right. to do that in contract 
contractors, and so I assist, and through my office, we assist our facilities department in negotiating and writing contracts and following contracts and those kind of things. So runs the gamut. Sounds like you have a pretty full schedule That's a most great of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I keep busy. I, I think just kind of interpreting some of the stuff that comes from Tallahassee would be a full-time job on its own with all the other stuff as well. That's a lot. So, Paul, what constitutes a good day for you. You're juggling all these balls, you're dealing with all these issues. When you go home at night, what kind of puts a smile on your face, a, a positive sigh in your heart? You know, I think whatever the issue is I'm working on, I think what would be a good day for me or a good result is that my client, whoever that would be, whether that's somebody in facilities or it's our faculty union or, you know, it's uh, someone in our finance department. I think if I can say I help them and help problem solve or help create pathways for them to do their work either better or differently or make sure that it's compliant with what our regulations are, I think that's what a good day for me is that I feel like I I've helped somebody else um, at the college do their work, do what's important for students. I love that answer. Your your heart is to serve the those with, within the, the larger organization. That's fantastic. That's really kind of the ethos of what this podcast is about, talking about serving uh, the greater community. So, Paul, we didn't get a chance. Uh, we were talking off air. You've you've worked for many years, and obviously in law and, and various places around the state of Florida. You came here to Seminole County specifically for the, the role at Seminole State. What impressed you about the college and, and kind of what maybe one or two things that you're just really proud of now about where the college is today? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I came to the college was I very much appreciate and value the mission of the community colleges around the state of Florida. Three members of my immediate family would not have been able to be successful and get through getting a credential in higher education if they hadn't had their start at one of Florida's community colleges. Three different community colleges supported my family members in them achieving their higher ed goals. And, you know, you just working for Seminole State, you see that happening, that same story happening time and time and time again for people across the learning spectrum, right? From people coming back to education after being years absent, people advancing their degrees, people stepping back in after having maybe a life event that took them out of pursuing their um, degrees. And, you know, in the state of Florida, we have 12 public universities. We have 28 state colleges, Mm -hmm. of which Seminole State is one. We refer to ourselves as the great 28. But, you know, and I'm sure we are the greatest of the great 28. Absolutely. Right. We're number one. <laughs> the great 28. But yeah, like we, we are uniquely positioned to serve all of those people that I just talked about. You know, we, you know, we can start people in a GED program and help them finish their high school credential and then move them on to whatever their career goal is. We can help people get a bachelor's degree. We can help people get workforce mm-hmm. certificates or associate's degrees and get them right into the workforce early and earning, you know, a great wage to support a family. So, I mean, we are just so uniquely positioned to provide whatever anyone needs to advance their education goals. And that's a great place to be. It it really is. I didn't realize the whole scope of what you offer and provide to a community until I was looking into the the school with my daughter. So we were talking off air. You've been involved in education for a long time. We've shared both our fear of middle school classrooms and our respect for middle school teachers. So let's keep away from the middle school age. But if you were to go and meet with a group of high schoolers, how would you advocate 
to them the opportunities that Seminole State has for them and why it would be a, a great choice to map out their future. Yeah, just following up along with what I just said, I think what I would let the students know is first and foremost, you know, it is the most affordable option for them. And let's face it, finances are a challenge and certainly an issue for anyone engaging the higher ed system. And so it's an important, it's an important factor, even if your plans are, or especially if your plans are even to pursue the highest level degrees, master's degrees, um, doctorate level degrees, you know, this may be an affordable, affordable option to start that path for you. So I would definitely hone in and make sure they appreciate the affordability issue, but also at the same time, talk to them about the high quality of programs that we have. Seminole State has the best faculty in the state and across the board in our programs. And again, just those myriad of opportunities for people wherever they think they are on that spectrum of pursuing um, a higher ed credential. You know, some folks, and, and the other thing we tell people is, like you don't have to make the final decision now. You may want to come to Seminole State. You may want to go into a law enforcement for right now. Mm-hmm. And then you may want to come back to us later after you've had a career in law enforcement or maybe as a deputy and then um, join our public administration program that we have. It was a new bachelor's degree we added a year ago, two years ago, a year ago, I guess. Um, and get a bachelor's degree and then go into management mm-hmm. in law enforcement or first responder mm-hmm. areas. So just telling students that, you know, they, they have unlimited almost, you know, choices of how to lay out their plan and and we can probably help them on any one of those plans that they want to develop. Those are great tangible examples. Uh, I'm excited for listeners to hear and kind of process that. You know, Paul, you and I were actually spending time together recently and we were talking about just sort of the maybe the the negative view that sometimes that like a state college or community college might from the from the outside if somebody mentions oh I go to a community college. How do you speak to those people that might you know look down upon or or just have a misconception about what Seminole State College really is or, or is not right. that you would speak to. You know, one thing I would do is I think I would challenge whoever that person is that I'm having the conversation with. I said, go talk to probably pick out 10 of your closest family, friends, friends you have, and ask them if they were at Seminole State mm-hmm. and if they've lived in this community for a while and what their experience was. Because I think the school speaks for itself, the programs, the faculty, it speaks for itself. I don't have to convince them of anything. I think that they will run into numerous folks who have been through programs and and had doors opened through what we were able to do for them at Seminole State. And that'll that'll convince them that it isn't just a community college, it is a state college that is there for them wherever they're at and can help them on their path, whatever that may be. I mean, just even talking here, you know, Andy's let us know his daughter's at Seminole State and has a career path laid out and we're part of that system in the TEACH program to bring, you know, add teachers to the community. I I would agree. It really sells itself. I I was thinking as we get ready for this, you remember the TV show Community, you know, which was based in a community Mm -hmm. college? Mm -hmm. I don't think that did a service or any justice to to what a state-run community college is is like. And uh, you go to any one of the campuses around Seminole County and you just walk through the door and it screams professionalism, integrity, respect. And yeah, it's really sad that often we look at community college with those lenses because the reality is, is, is much different. 
Paul, you mentioned my daughter. Appreciate that. She always likes a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going, she's in a program at Seminole State. She'll be going to her second year there. She's a graduate of Seminole County Public Schools, where towards the end, she was doing some Seminole State classes. And my son who's at Winter Springs High is now as well. And she's going to go on to UCF. And there's this program called the Direct Connect Program, which links Seminole County Public Schools Seminole State College and UCF together. And when I heard about that, I'm like, this is brilliant on 100 levels. And the, the level of partnership you have is, is so great, not just for the student, but I think that partnership benefits the whole of our county as mm -hmm. well. Can you talk about that, that program and the benefits, again, for the school, for the student, but for our county as a whole? Right. So, you know, for the student, it is unique, you know, in the state in the sense that, you know, there's several other partners state colleges that work with UCF here in Florida and, and Daytona State College um, have similar access through Direct Connect. But, you know, it's unique in, in the college, state college system around the country where there is this guaranteed admission into your partner state university. You know, a lot of some of those dual enrollment programs and what have you that are around, you know, the, the guarantee is to get you into a, you know, university um, depending on, you know, admission requirements and, and other things and maybe space. But but ours is unique in that you, you know, for UCF as our Direct Connect partner, it is a guaranteed entrance into their programs. And I think from the community perspective, again, this is just how Seminole State or Seminole residents can literally, you know, start a VPK here in this county and get an advanced degree, you know, get a doctorate level degree and never leave really I mean, UCF is not in Seminole County, but, you know, yeah. not leave the Central Florida area. Just a little rezoning. Of what yeah. <laughs> well, so and we'll, we'll bring them in. Yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, the, the opportunity to grow talent locally with just a premier college system, premier university is so unique. And I know it's a, you know, a real selling point for a lot of our partners out there in the community selling opportunities for businesses to come to this area. That is a huge selling piece about, you know, our talent pipeline is through Direct Connect. Yeah. And people move to Seminole County because of the schools and the universities and the colleges. And I mean, it's just a big uh, beacon of uh, flashing goodness <laughs> yeah. in our community. As Paul, just a right, quick pop quiz. You've done a fantastic job of really giving a good summation of Seminole State. Uh, I am not super familiar with Seminole State as I would like to be. I, I feel like I'm already more in the know. Where are the different locations in Seminole, uh, within Seminole County of the, of the different locations that Andy mentioned? Because I actually don't know where they all are. So our, what we call main campus our largest campus is right on the border of lake mary and samford so okay. it's right off 1792, 1792. at you know, ronald reagan um, our altamont springs campus is right there kind of at the maitland border across from the advent center at 436 okay. their headquarters that campus we sometimes refer to as our allied health or stem focused campus a lot of growth happening there we can talk a little bit if you want about some legislative appropriations we received last year to expand on that campus we're really excited about that uh, but we also do general education there we do esol folks wanting to learn english we have our heathrow campus which is 
um, back there behind next to the AAA building. And uh, it's economic have, development there, right? Right. We mm-hmm. share some space with um, Seminole County. The chamber is mm-hmm. there. Um, Which is another Seminole. picture of the partnership Correct. and how integrated you are in our community. Correct. Leadership Seminole is there. The mm-hmm. chamber is there. Um, our main program out of Heathrow is our interior design award-winning program. Um, really neat things happening in that program and headquartered out of there. We have our Oviedo campus and some unique things there is we do a lot of the robotics and mechatronics and we have a lab there. So, and that, and that campus is our closest campus to UCF. So there could be some real synergy there for students as well. Um, and then we also have out at, in Geneva, we have our law enforcement, we have our gun range and the driving track and uh, partnerships with all of the law, law enforcement agencies to go out there and do their training. Um, and of course, our, our own law enforcement academy uses that for instruction. I love it. That's so, that's so beautiful. Such a well-rounded picture. You know, as the programs. What's Up Castleberry podcast poll, we need to know, is there a Castleberry campus in the works? Or can we... Well, we like to think that our campuses serve all of our communities. There you go. There's the politician coming out again. We are excited to have people from Castleberry wherever it is convenient for them. Paul, we are running out of time, which always happens when we're having great conversations. So uh, just a couple more left. What? What are you most excited about regarding Seminole State's future? Yeah, so one thing I would say is just uh, going along with um, what I was just saying is we're, we're growing. We just this past legislative session uh, received some appropriations um, through the legislature to build a second classroom building at the Altamont campus. Mm-hmm. This will give us a great opportunity to expand, especially our nursing, but other allied health programs. You know, nursing, um, you know, that's a huge need in the community Absolutely. for more nursing. Nurses, you know, we have physical therapy program there and respiratory therapy. So really to expand those programs, we also got an appropriation to build out. That used to have some old, you know, car dealerships on that campus. The Audi dealership, we're actually going to convert into a student success center. We'll have tutoring there. We'll have classrooms there. We'll have our student services there to really engage students in activities on that campus. So that'll really grow and kind of, you know, round out that campus feel and that. Um, yeah. location. So super excited about that. And um, we've had got to give a shout out to our delegation, Senator Broder and our representatives, Smith, Plakin, mm-hmm. Banks and Placencia, all huge supporters of the college, all went to bat for us last session, helped us get those appropriations. So we're super excited about the growth there. And then we just, you know, we're constantly trying to be better. We're constantly evolving with the community and our partners in industry. So we have some new programs um, coming online. One of the things I was uh, reminded about um, preparing for today are um, interior design program. They're upgrading. It's called our computer-aided design program. So they're going to upgrade that associates in science degree, um, but it'll also have two certificate programs. So that'll be able to launch people quicker to get a credential to get into the industry and start, you know, making a wage. And then they can consider coming back into the, get the AS later, the AS degree. And another really interesting one is a, a certificate program for community paramedics. So to really start addressing community health needs through the paramedic program and that paramedic yeah. position. Mm-hmm. So I think that one's really exciting from a community standpoint. It is. I know Advent Health is really kind of prioritizing that as a big part of their focus too because being proactive in a lot of that community health care is the future. 
Right, and the, the spectrum of healthcare services, the earlier you can intervene with folks, either with good advice or good practices, but also medical intervention, the better the outcomes are for those folks at the end. So that's a real exciting program, I think. Sounds like we have really, truly, right in our backyard, just a, a holistic opportunities for kind of every degree program you could possibly imagine at Seminole State. Paul, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic guest today. Very informative, very engaging. Uh, if people could connect with you or just more about uh, what's going on at Seminole State, would you share just some contact information for those listeners? Yeah, the, probably the easiest thing would be for folks to visit the website. It's chock full of information. I know this may air later, but we actually have, and we'll have ones in the future as well, we actually have what we're calling a prep rally at the campus on August 12th okay. um, from 9 to 1. It'll be at the main campus, Sanford Lake Mary, Altamont campus. We're going to have all hands on deck there for students. We'll have academic advisors to help them plot out their program. We'll have the registrar there. We'll have financial aid there. Um, they'll be able to register for classes on site, mm -hmm. other general information. So um, we're going to have more of those opportunities. Um, but those would be great times for people to come by and just learn about the college and, and how to get engaged in, you know, sign up. So yeah, let's visit the website, uh, attend that day. And also, you don't have to go very far in Seminole County without seeing the Seminole State name. Uh, you are indeed and taking the college far. Go state, go far. Amen. Is the, the <laughs> message, right? Paul, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. But beyond that, thank you so much for all that you and the college do to add value and a strength of community to, to our county. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Well, listener, that was fantastic. We really appreciate uh, not only Paul Carland and his time today and, and the work he's doing in making sure Seminole State is moving forward well, but we're thankful for Seminole State and just the fantastic education that they provide, the different degree programs and kind of all facets of life all around our county. As uh, Paul shared some really encouraging and inspiring words, Andy, close out another episode with a word of inspiration. Thanks, Drew. This quote is on theme for our episode today as we've talked about education in our county, and it comes from the great philosopher Confucius. He says this, the man who asks a question can feel like a fool for a minute, but the man who does not ask that question is a fool for life. And what I love about this quote is it's almost like he's given us permission to do what we need to do now to make a step forward tomorrow. So many of us stay where we are because we're afraid of this or that, or maybe we'll be ridiculed that our question seems silly. But we're encouraged to ask the question now, to make the choice today, to do what we have to do in this moment, to create lots of great moments moving forward. So listener, today, don't be afraid to do something that feels a little bit awkward, because doing so could free up your future and help you embrace all that's ahead for you. Once more, the man who asks a question is a fool for a minute, but the man who does not ask is a fool for life. Andy, that was great. Thank you for the inspiration. And uh, I want to end, I'm going to take your challenge about being perhaps awkward and putting yourself out there. Robin, what, when is a good time to ask a question? When you're confused-ish. Oh. <laughs> 
Robin, I can promise There's you, one. Drew did not Google that one. There's one more dad joke for you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, that was right off the cuff. Listener, we <laughs> hope you've had some fun with us today. Uh, we clearly have fun. Uh, we enjoy these conversations each and every uh, time we gather. We are the What's Up Castleberry podcast team. We want to thank our, our guest, Paul, today. We want to thank our producer, Robin Kepi, for her great work and making us sound good and uh, holding down our social media and website. If you haven't checked this out already, please do. Please go to our website, whatsupcastleberry.com. You can also check out us. <laughs> you can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search What's Up Castleberry. Listen to the podcast, not only today's podcast, but go back in our archive, listen to others. And uh, until next time, we hope you have a great week. Thank you.